One, two, three, four, five. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We're in episode eighty-four, and um, we're getting pretty close to the big old three digits. We are, we are. We slowed down a little bit going to the bi-weekly schedule, but uh, you know, yeah, we're still chugging along. And God. those observant among you might have noticed that we did two podcasts in a row this week. Um, that's because our movie night has been delayed. So you get two podcasts in a row, and then whatever we watch for movies next. Yeah, and it's gonna be a good one. It is gonna, gonna be, be a good, good one. one. Do you, do you oh. want the, it's it is Blazing no. Saddles. You know, oh, sorry, I yeah. already said it. Oh. I spoiled it. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be uh, risque, I believe, is the term. Um, but it also looks very funny, and it's not in support of the thing that it's going to be talking about. It's making a joke of it, which is going to get a lot of people very angry. Yeah. Pe- but it's very funny. People need to unpucker their buttholes. Jokes are jokes. Deal with it. Yeah. Um, so but that's not what we're talking about right now. No. Uh, we have a few topics, and oh, also I should preview this: a few topics for segment one, but segment three, we're bringing back the quiz segment. So uh, look yes. forward to that. It's been a while since we've done one. Uh, Blue will be quizzing me, but without further ado, uh, my first topic: Elon Musk is buying Twitter. Yes, you said told me this a few days ago. Um, yeah, I, I've I've collected a few more details. Um, do, I mean. Uh, we think it's out of just him having... I mean, everything Elon Musk does is out of shits and giggles, but yeah. his spite for the uh, way that the service is run, which, frankly, I can't blame him, because I don't think I can think of a worse social media... Actually, no, I think TikTok's worse. Um, yeah. But it's a close second um, for, for my most hated, really. Yeah, I mean... I found it basically tolerable years ago because I I have only had a Twitter account once and that Mm. was back in 2015 or 2016. I don't really remember. And it was kind of entertaining to watch. Like I'd follow people like basically most of the people I followed were personalities I I watched on YouTube. You know, and so it was kind of interesting because I found them entertaining on YouTube and I found it interesting to watch some of the shit posting and silly conversations they'd have off of YouTube. Yeah. I was horribly unproductive anytime I used that that so I, I had the pl- I had a Twitter account for about six months, got rid of it, haven't used it since. See, we made a Twitter account for the TMCG podcast briefly, but it really just we quickly worked out it wasn't the crowd, especially because no. most of the episodes we put up ended up being about hating Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> there is that too. Um, yeah I, well, I think that's and that's a modern thing is but this is all leading into like what brought this about, presumably. Um, Twitter has, over the years, gotten shittier and shittier and shittier. Um, because I, think it, I think it reached a peak shitness a few years ago, and it's been coasting as far as I'm concerned. That's probably fair. Um, I don't know. They've... They filled the tank. They filled the tank of shittiness. I think a lot of the, the it too is like they they've been banning tons and tons of people for yeah I mean, started with Trump I guess yeah yeah once I mean that was kind of the peak of Twitter's popularity because everyone wanted to go online and see what kind of crazy shit the dude was gonna say yeah um but that's not important so for for a couple of weeks and I've I've done a little bit of digging as to 
what exactly was going on because I just knew when I we talked about it, I just knew that he was he was buying it essentially. Hmm. We're not buying it, but he was buying a ton of stock in it. Um he had apparently been posting polls in the lead up to this happening of him going like uh like oh what do you think about uh you know do you think uh twitter should have an edit button um it's like what do you think of this you know what do you think of this should you should this this be a feature and i don't know i'm wondering like i think a lot of people were wondering if he was going to make his own social media like his own version of twitter or something because everyone seems to be doing that now there's like a million of them um but no then he bought nine point something percent of twitter stock for like a few billion dollars and people are like oh shit like maybe he's gonna just like buy out the company and then just force them to not be shit and i (laughs) that this is what happened after that though the ceo of twitter invited him to join the board of twitter okay and um then he started posting memes uh like the the famous one of him from the joe rogan podcast of him smoking a blunt and it it, he posted this himself and it was just a picture of him that that clip of him smoking a blunt and with the subtitle twitter's next board meeting is gonna be lit (laughs) (laughs) like just just stupid shit like that he just like you know, looking here's another one. Looking forward to working with Perig and the Twitter board to make significant improvements to Twitter in the coming months. And then he told them no. He wasn't going to join the board. Right. And why? I, so some I, I was I was looking around and one of the opinions I, I found was this. If he joins the board he is restricted from doing what's called a hostile takeover. He can't actually act in what the other board members think is against Twitter's interest. And he also can't buy more than 14 or something percent of the stock. But if he doesn't join the board, he has enough money to buy Twitter 10 times over. Oh, yeah. I mean, money is not a a thing in this, really. Yeah, so Um, he he could literally... So... By not joining the board, he's actually more of a threat to Twitter because he could just go, fuck it, I'll buy another 40% and now I'm the majority stockholder. I mean, it makes sense. It's like One Kingdom asking Elon to marry one of their children and then Elon can't blow them all up and kill them all because he he's, he's a, married a into the family. Relative. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but now he's free yeah. to declare war. Yeah, he's like, nah, I'm good. But I just vengeance over Nookie. I I just I think Elon Musk is probably the best human being that could have been the richest man on earth. Because all he does is make crazy inventions and shit post. Yeah, it's good. We've got a few um eccentric billionaires out there and who's the other one you're thinking of um god the fucking facebook guy zuck oh zuckerberg but zuckerberg's yeah. like a robot i'm 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 convinced that guy's an android yeah like he doesn't know how to do human emotions 
<laughs> I just remember when he was he was he had showed but, I mean up he tries at least. He's like a he kicked does. puppy. He does. And I just I honestly feel bad for him sometimes. Like all those pictures of him when he had to like testify before Congress and he just looked like he was shitting himself. Yeah. No, I think it's good to um cuz neither of them are exact neither of them are hurting people to no. the best of my knowledge. They're just kind of living life free kind of thing. The one the one distinction that I would make is Zuckerberg created something that I'm fairly certain has been actively harmful to the human species. Well, Facebook. Yeah. And then yeah, Elon Musk like... has made stuff like really efficient like spaceships that can do multiple re-entries. He's he made a flamethrower. Well, yeah, but a flamethrower is the exact kind of thing that disproves your argument, guys. <laughs> That's true. He made Teslas too. They're pretty good. They're, I mean, they're probably the best electric cars going. Um, yeah, I still have those, a reserve those, on this. Those silent, really fast, pretty heavy machines that fly down the roads. Yeah, those things never hurt anyone. They have autopilot, and they <laughs> yeah. And they don't has crash that always people. worked? No. So fun fun fact that will you know probably make people nervous the next time they fly. Um, mm. Planes are perfectly capable of landing, taking off, and doing everything themselves. They have great autopilot. Almost every plane crash is caused by pilot error. So basically, if you took the pilot out, the, you'd probably have less plane crashes. That sounds a little bit spurious. I'm sure a lot of the cheaper jets. It is don't. a statistic I'm taking from Top Gear, so it could be well, complete bullshit because it, it came from Jeremy Clarkson. Is, is mild. <laughs> I should full disclaimer. That could be complete bullshit. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, but oh. no, no. Uh, what were also, we talking about? We were talking about Elon Musk buying Twitter, but that's right, really yes. as far as our. <laughs> I, I wanted to go with it. He just the fact that he just blew three billion dollars just to make yeah, Twitter I mean, sweat. If you can afford it, then why not? And I guess it'll make him some money back eventually. Yeah, even if it uh, it, it doesn't, he's got the kind of money that he could piss away three billion. And I mean, I think his net worth is something like two hundred ninety billion or something like that. Like he's got a he's got enough. He yeah, he's gonna have to work real hard to spend that much. Yeah, I remember back when I was in college, there was a statistic that just the amount of money that at the time Bill Gates was the richest person around. Yeah. And like the amount of money he was making per second was something like a hundred and fifty dollars per second. Yeah. And so the yeah, the the statistic was like if he found a hundred dollar bill on the ground it would be a waste of money for him to pick it up because he would have made more just that's i mean that's not actually how yeah. that works but yeah that was the, the metaphor um uh to be that rich well that's the thing everyone has always said like money changes you and that kind of thing uh i feel like elon is kind of a living testament to the the you know the fact that it isn't always the case. Yeah. You don't have to be an asshole to be rich. Um, yeah. The, so the, don't use it as an excuse, I guess. Yeah, because the way he got rich, like, him and his him and his brother came... They, they emigrated with, like, no money. They made a company, sold it for, like, 
you know, a million dollars once it was like successful. Then they, they were some of the co-founders of PayPal, sold that, made him more money. And then he started all these other companies. And like the, the dude's just like he's made money doing like improving the world as far as I can tell. Yeah. And he seems to still be just a gamer shit poster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the dream. All right, well, uh, that's my topic. Yes, let's uh, let's move on uh, to a very different kind of topic. I went on to uh, with Alicia to um, watch Little Shop of Horrors the other day, which mm. you've never seen. No, I haven't. I had, had never seen, and I wasn't even sure what it was about. I'd heard it was. I, someone told me it was similar to uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. So, clarify quickly: is this is this a movie or is this like a play? This is a uh, a musical, a musical. Per- so, but it's it's live people yes. performance. Okay. Um, yeah. So I was told it was somewhat similar to Rocky Horror Picture Show, um, I, which I I kind of disagree with. Uh, as I told you, uh, I think it's kind of more similar to that of um, Sweeney Todd. If Sweeney Todd was a comedy, or yeah. if there was like Triffids. Do you know what Triffid is? Probably no, not. it's a very old book. Um, so basically, I'll do a quick span of the synopsis of the plot. Is that the word? Yeah. Um, there's a shitty little shop in a shitty little part of town which sells flowers, and the owner can't uh, basically afford to stay open. He has a shop assistant uh, girl called. And uh, it's not Annabelle, but we're gonna say Annabelle. Okay, Anna. Uh, yes, and then there's also a boy who is like a nerdy kid that has no home or parents, uh, and we're gonna call him Derek because I'm bad with names. Uh, so one day, so yeah, the manager's like, right, you two, we're gonna have to close down the shop. Because um, no one's buying the flowers, and the the kid, the guy Derek, has a special plant he found in the alleyway that he's been nurturing, and it looks like a kind of weird exotic Venus flytrap kind of thing. Um, and it's so extravagant and interesting that people visit the shop and buy other flowers. When they leave it in the just, just yeah, you know, I, <laughs> it's I mean, a comedy. That, that's no, that's perfectly fair. Like there's there's shops that will have like one really cool item there, yeah. And then other they'll they'll come in there just and just to see that, and then they'll browse around and mm. buy some other shit. But go on, exactly. So um, they don't sell that thing; they just keep it like in display. And it's been, it starts growing, uh, and then it starts dying, and getting sick, and the. Derek is uh, on his own with the plant one night and he pricks his finger and the the plant seems to react to blood uh, and wants to wants to eat the blood and the plant starts growing faster and faster and faster uh, in the meantime the lady who I called Annabelle yeah you did um, is getting abused by her boyfriend and there's as is want quite- to happen in musicals it's quite a dark humor um but basically uh 
Um, it, it, it becomes very obvious that her boyfriend is very abusive, like broke her arm at one point. And then he comes in wearing like a leather jacket and stuff, and we're like, oh, okay, he's clearly evil. Uh, and they're like, okay, well, why are you so evil? And he's, he says, oh, since I was a child, I was, you know, kicking puppies and that kind of thing. And far worse than that is they say very bad things, but I'm keeping it PG. Okay. Uh, and then he's like, and then I grew up to do the perfect job of being a dentist. <laughs> he takes off the leather jacket and there's like a dentist apron. And he's just like this fucked up guy that um, has like happy gas. What is he just like? Uh, obsess his sadist nature by forgetting to give people Novocaine and drilling anyway? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Um, and uh, so the the uh, the kids in the shop with the plant, he's like, oh, things aren't going well. Or uh, I can't remember why he's panicking. He's panicking about something and then suddenly the plant starts talking to him in like a a very deep voice like this. <laughs> uh, and it's huge at this point. And it's very hungry, and the kid's running out of blood. Oh, that's why he's panicking, probably, because he's, like, running out of blood in his hands, because he's pricking them to feed the plant. Yeah. And the plant's like, I need to eat a whole human now. And so, obviously, he, the, the, the kid takes a gun that's in the flower shop, like, till... Or something. Just pulls out a revolver. Like, yeah. Really need that protection for a flower shop. Um, go on. I was going to say, there, there is a remarkable number of works of media I can think of flower shop owners being, like, violent. So, first of all, during the, like, the beer wars in Chicago, during Prohibition in the U.S., one mm. of the major players owned a flower shop. He was gunned yeah. down in front of it. Um, in the Disney movie Atlantis, um, the guy who deals with explosives and, you know, just blows everything up. I went to flower shop. Like, it just, I, I don't know why they, there's a, <laughs> I just, I don't know there's a pension for flower shops and violence, but go on. Jeez. Um, the plant looks like P.T. Piranha at this point, by the way. Nice. Um, and so he takes the revolver and he goes to the dentist's office. And I, a guy staggers out of the dentist's office with, like, blood all down his face, screaming. Uh, and the dentist's there, and he's like, Ah, oh, hey, yeah, we, I, I should check your teeth out right now. And he kind of finangles the gun out of the boy's hands, puts him in the chair, and pulls out, like, a rusty drill. Um, uh. And he's like, I just gotta get my... This is gonna be a lot of fun for me, the dentist. I'm gonna go get my special mask to have extra extra fun, and he goes back and gets this like. It looks a lot like, you've seen Mad Max, right? The newest one. I have, yeah. Very rude. Uh, the evil guy in that, with the mask. Hmm. It looks a lot like that. I was, it looks very creepy. I was going to guess he came out dressed like you know Scarecrow from Batman, but that's I mean that's pretty close. Either yeah. way, horror uh, mask. Yeah, so he had, like, two gas canisters strapped to his face, basically. And then he couldn't get the mask off, and he was choking to death on this gas. Uh, and the kid's like, he's got the revolver, and he's like, 
I guess I don't even need to shoot him now. I'm just going to let him die in front of me. Um, drag him back to the flower. Yep, drags him back to the flower. Um, cuts his body up and feeds him to the flower. Uh, then uh, he says that... Also, uh, everyone just thinks that the dentist has like gone away, gone on holiday or something. Yeah, as dentists do. Yeah, and the shop owner, who is surprisingly canny. Oh, before that, so the the flower made them lots of publicity, and the shop owner asked the kid, that Derek, to be his son because he didn't want Derek to switch to a different flower shop and take the flower with him. So they are now father and son. Uh, like legally. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he even made it legal. Um, the shop owner comes o- comes over to to Derek and is like, "So, there are spots of red on the floor in the uh, in the flower shop, and that dentist has been gone for a very long time. Uh, and also, there are a bunch of bloody rags in the bin outside." So he puts things together surprisingly succinctly for a character in a story. Hmm. Uh, and the kid's like, oh, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Just, um, just reach in, into the plant over there for a second. What <laughs> just the feeds fuck? his now father to the plant. Um. Is uh, this kid, kid supposed to be the hero? Does he eventually get eaten? The, the kid, um, it gets worse, trust me. So the kid has a massive crush on the girl who he's now killed the boyfriend of. Okay, I'm gonna stop you here. Okay. You can compare this to like a comedy Sweeney Todd, and already the difference I'm seeing right off the bat is at least Sweeney Todd I could empathize with a little bit. Like he's had his life fucked over, he's bitter against the whole world, he's out there for vengeance. I can get it. This kid is just a straight up fucking sociopath. Like what the to fuck fair, is wrong with him? You uh Derek um was an orphan who was uh basically picked up by the shop owner and has lived in the shop his entire life just working for free so he he actually is basically like this guy's surrogate son because that's that's what a lot of kids do when their families own a business i I, for instance my mother owned a daycare i worked in a daycare since i was two yeah i I didn't get paid shit but but you didn't sleep in a flower shop and you got some level of amenities. Okay, I guess that's right. I don't know. Was did did the guy live in the? Okay, I I, I don't need these I mean, the, details. The father was the the character the the shop owner. I he was one of my favorite characters. He was okay. really funny. Um, but go on. Anyway, yes. Yeah, so the girl, um, she's like starting to to be a little bit happier now, and uh, Derek's like, oh, but if. If I don't keep feeding the creature, then it'll die, and I'll lose all the fame, and I'll lose the girl. Uh, so he says he'll do all these different uh, shows and things with the plant, mm. which the plant hasn't revealed that it can speak to anyone else. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's only talking in his head. And then one day he's like, ah, no, fuck you, plant. I'm just gonna let you die because you just constantly want food and you only want to eat human meat 
uh, won't eat animal meat, apparently. Yeah, Because that is eat... a question that I asked. <laughs> yeah, can't he just eat, yeah, like Alpo or something like that? Give him some bacon. Uh, apparently it's... No, apparently... And it's something they cover in the plot. It, it's just humans that it wants. Um, so, um, then the woman comes into the shop. And... I can't remember what contrived series of events happen, but basically she ends up looking in the plant's mouth and it brutally maims her, but doesn't eat her. So she's like lying on the shop floor, bleeding. And Derek comes in and is like, ah, fuck. Um, And then she looks up at him and she's like, oh, it's all right. We'll be together forever. Just feed me to the plant. (laughs) And then you take the plant and plant it in your garden and we'll be together forever. This bitch is crazier than the kid. And so he feeds her to the, the, <laughs> the plant. I'm very honest, she's bleeding pretty heavily at this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she's dead. And then... uh, A guy comes in saying, this plant is so amazing, we want to take uh, snippets of it and then spread it everywhere around the world so everyone can have one. That's not a good idea, but go on. And the kid's like, oh shit, I can't let this happen. The guy walks out of the building uh, to get his, like, pliers or whatever, to uh, his crew to start taking snippets. And the kid tries to kill the plant by jumping into its mouth with a machete and fails. He had a pistol earlier! What happened to that? He, he, he shoots the thing several times and it just does nothing. Oh, okay. Bulletproof plant. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so he jumps into it it literally eats him and spits out the machete. You know what this kid needed? He needed flame Elon thrower. Musk's flamethrower. Flame exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. Great minds. Um Yes, so then the people come back in, they're like, oh well the guy's not here. We'll just get to work. And so the plant is spread to like every corner of the globe and they rise up, kill humanity, and take over the world. And that's Little Shop of Horrors. It's fucking stupid. I mean, don't get me wrong, the the general idea of, like, this being, like, kind of a horror comedy, you know, the, a, a plant, yeah. some kind Obviously of a plant I skipped that, over, like, 90% of the jokes, because I can't, yeah. <coughs> yeah, but jokes aside, the plot, like, the idea of, like, something fairly mundane, like an exotic plant, growing up and killing humanity and rising up and taking over the world and eliminating everyone... It's mm. it's a good premise for like a horror plot. You can make it funny, fine. It's just it's a little bit contrived. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit it's a bit crazy, but um and the kid's a bit of a dumbass. There's like a million ways you could kill that thing. <laughs> Go in there with some like weed killer and just fumigate the whole place. Yeah. But he doesn't and um Yeah. Deep Sorry, did you have anything else to say? <laughs> well, I, 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 did, I definitely enjoyed it. I gotta say, it was a lot of fun to watch. The comedy was definitely very good. Uh, some of the singing was really good. Yeah. 
because obviously it was a musical, but I'm definitely not going to sing for you. And that's funny because I what what my comment was was actually a bit musical, but go on. Okay, and um, yeah, favorite characters. So the shop owner, he, um, I mean, he he played his role very well, and also he was just had so many really good lines. It was brilliant. Um, the the main girl. Uh, she kind of annoyed me. Um, just for at one point, I looked at her and I was like, "Hang on, is that a guy in drag?" <laughs> and I was told it was not. But it's because they had like they had like one of those really big fake wigs, and mm. uh, it was quite a tall lady with a pronounced chin, a bit butch. Um. Uh, and one of the uh, God, yeah, there were some good singers. What were you gonna say? Uh, yeah, what were you gonna say? I, I was just thinking. Um, well, first of all, before I say this, how many mm. uh, you know ravenous plot devices out of ten would you give this? Uh, I thought you were gonna say how, how many Musk flamethrowers? <laughs> uh, how many ravenous plot devices? Uh, I would say, considering it was not a like it, this was like a local theater. Yeah. I'm going to give it an 8, because it was actually really good. 8 for that, but the story, if it were performed, say, by a professional troupe? Uh, well, a, a more a high-end... Yeah, like a high-end theater or something like that. Um, the plot itself. Uh, I think I could get up to a... Up really? to a 9. You'd go higher, okay. Yeah, if it was formed by a professional troop. No, yeah. see, I was I was trying to. Th- uh, you, you were you were giving them like a, you know score, but I was asking more about like the um, the plot itself. So the story you think? Is oh, actually I see. That good. I see. Um, yeah, I think it was good because it was unlike when I was watching Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm. That went a bit too random for my liking. This one at least had a coherent plot. This one, yeah, like, some of the things they did was a little bit stupid. But compared to a lot of media out there these days... Yeah. It was pretty solid. That's that's one of the... God, that, that is probably one of the... That's a trope that I hope dies soon. The whole lol random humor, break the fourth wall kind yeah. of uh, thing. And just yeah. people being stupid beyond expectation. Yeah. The reason, the thing I was going to say, are you familiar with the uh, song uh, Maxwell's Silver Hammer? Yes. I, that's what I was thinking of when you, you were... It several with, times. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's what I was thinking of when you were talking about, like, he fed the father and then he's now talking to the girl and he's thinking about the ravenous plan. I'm like, oh god, is he going to feed her to it? Yeah. And just in my head, I'm just like, clang, clang, Maxwell's Silver Hammer came well, down. Okay, head. I think apparently um, the normally they would have the, the the plant would have spit the girl well not spit the girl up the girl would have escaped the plant and then died and then after she died he would have put her body in the plant to dispose of it right okay but I, I our going theory is that in this case the act was possibly not strong enough to lift her ah and so and they so modified they it to it. allow yeah. it to actually, the performance to go forward. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. All right, well, yeah. 
entertaining. I'm the, the the number of musicals I've actually liked, I can count on one hand. Um, but that one actually really? it didn't sound too bad. Like yeah. proper musicals, right? So not like Disney. No, I'm not I'm not counting Disney. Yeah, exactly. Okay. If you count Disney, then it's quite a few. What about but, Disney IRL performances? Though like I've never seen or? one. Okay, I've never seen one. But because um, there's uh, uh, honestly, I think because I, I saw the Lion King by Disney quite recently. I think I honestly preferred the Little Shop of Horrors. But anyway, go on. Yeah, less miserables, um, which I continue to pronounce that way for the lols. Uh, Sweeney Todd, also good. Yeah, um, Moulin Rouge. Not seen it. Uh, it's pretty good. I it was it was actually the first like musical musical I was introduced to. It was by the first girl I, I dated in, in high school. Mm. Um, she was big into musicals and stuff and I actually I'm like surprised I'm surprised Alicia hasn't been watching because she's talked about it a lot. It's I've only seen the music or sorry, the, the movie version of it. Um mm. and it it is quite good. It there's a little bit of random, but at, at its heart it's actually a kind of a bit of a tragic romance and so i maybe tragic is it the wrong word but it it's definitely bittersweet okay but it's quite good i, I did enjoy it cool. um and i can't actually think there might be a fourth one that i'm forgetting but those fourth are the those are the th- fourth, one? fourth was moulin rouge sweeney todd less miserables moulin rouge i don't think there was a fourth one did you not? I'm sure. There might have been a fourth one out there. But I just can't think of it. Okay, well, anyway, people who are being, listening could hear I'm it. not really a musical person. Uh, At least not those kinds of musicals. I mean, we love Disney. Yeah. Disney musicals I put in a completely different... Because there's, there's a type of movie, a genre of movie I would classify as the Disney musical. Yeah. And I, I separate that from musicals. And even then, I feel like... Disney movies generally have one to two good, really, really good songs, mm. and the rest are all a bit meh. Yeah, um, it depends on the movie. Um, some of them, I think, have quite a few. One one movie that I can think of that has quite a few good ones, uh, the Disney Her- Disney's Hercules. Like I can't. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I liked every song in that movie. Um, but that's that. Okay. I have uh, one. Well, I mean, we're we're we've got about five. Yeah, no, minutes. No, I was just I was just checking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got about five minutes left. So, last thing, last topic. I recently noticed, um, while when I turned on my switch, cause, so I had to I had to spend some time away from work for uh sorry away from home for work, mm. and so I was staying in a hotel room. I really you know limited entertainment options, so I brought my switch with me. What I found a week or so back was that for free on the Switch, at least I think it's for free, you can get the N64 app. And it has a bunch of, like, some of the best N64 games. So it has, like, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Mario 64, F-Zero. There's a few more on there that I can't think of. Perfect Dark, I think, might be on there. Um, Did you say Mario Kart? Mario Kart, I'm pretty sure, is on there. Nice. I think there might be Mario. There's a couple Mario games on there, but I yeah I can't remember all off the top of my head. But there's there's about a dozen of them or so, and as far as I could see, only one of them I had never heard of. But they all seemed like they were 
you know, big titles. I've been playing Ocarina mm. of Time again. A game that I haven't beaten in years and years and years. Um, <sighs> Honestly, when I hear about Zelda games, I think of like a really long book. And it's a book that I, I like, but am I prepared to spend the next 12 hours of my life reading that book? Yeah, th this was one of those things where I haven't beat it in more than a decade. And mm. I was kind of, more than anything, I was curious if I still could beat most of it from memory. Yeah. And the answer was yes. There was only like two points where I got stuck and had to look something up. One of them was because like I had essentially solved the puzzle, but I'd solved it in the wrong location. Gotcha. Like, there was a time where I had to stop this dude with a bomb in the future, but I was stopping yeah. him with a bomb in the past that or something I like that. I fucking hated. Having to go to the castle, like, every however long to switch, I, I just hated that journey so much. It was so repetitive, and it really annoyed me. It, it got... It did start to get on my nerves. It got a lot easier. Once you learn the ocarina songs to teleport you to places, and you get yeah. the horse, it gets a lot easier. Um... But so far, like, I've got most of the gold skeletons, the little collective token things. The um, spiders. Yeah, yeah. I've beat every one of the temples. So I'm actually, I could do the final boss now if I wanted, but I want to try to get all the, the skeleton tokens. Yeah. Um, I've got most of the heart pieces. The heart pieces, I haven't had to look anything up. The skeleton guys i was getting kind of i was getting annoyed trying to figure out where they were and so i started yeah. looking those up after i got i got like 70 something of them on my own and then i'm like okay screw this i'm just gonna mm. start looking them up because i'm getting sick of this but it like i i am really enjoying the game i'm one thing i'm kind of like surprised by is there are elements of the story there's tons of the story that isn't explicitly told to you and you kind of have to work out from context and kind of piece it together right yeah. um which is something that you don't really get as much now like uh, i think there are definitely some studios which lean very heavily into that almost too heavily yeah but they've become almost like niche studios now that was kind of the rule yeah. of the day with a lot of these older games or they just yeah, don't have I a mean, plot at all for 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 big triple a titles yeah I think you'd be very lucky to find a game that had any kind of subtlety. Yeah, I mean, Skyrim had it. If you looked for it, to an extent, uh, yeah. But it was it was kind of in the more of the niche side quests. Yeah, and, but even with them, like it was a lot stronger in Oblivion. I feel like so maybe they're just yeah. slowly edging out. Well, and even then, uh, it was even stronger in Morrowind. Yeah, I never played Morrowind. Um, played that one quite a bit despite owning it now on Steam <laughs> well for a while we had that Morrowind multiplayer server going until my computer randomly decided that it didn't like hosting it anymore and nothing oh. I did could get it started back up again oh it was weird fucking with the config <laughs> yeah I don't know why this must have been like a the, I, my guess was a Windows update but yeah just a little thing if people <laughs> didn't know that N64, you can play... Because they, they actually have an NES, a Super NES, and an N64 now emulator on the Switch, which you can play for free all of the old 
like Nintendo games. Not all of them, but a decent selection of them. So like I could go back and play like, you know, the Super Mario games or I could now go back and play Zelda. And after I beat this one, I might play Majora's Mask because I, I Majora's Mask was a game that I don't remember as much about because I only beat it once. And I didn't I really go back and replay it. The main game from 64, which I enjoyed, was Mario 64. Yep. That game, that's another game that I only beat the whole way through once. I think um, it was probably my favorite Mario game. Yeah, for the longest time, I didn't own it. Uh, we... Most when I was younger, like buying a game was a a bit more of a an effort. So a lot of the times, I would just rent them. Like I I owned an N sixty four console, but I only owned like two games, and the rest of them yeah. we would just rent. And then when they got like really cheap, you know, in the used pile at the game store, I would get them secondhand. Mm. Um, but so the Mario sixty four, like I beat it in like a marathon session one one week when I had rented it. Um. Yeah, it used to be that, like, if a game came out, you'd wait a certain amount of time for it to decrease in value, right? Yeah. These days, a game will only decrease in value if it's a bad game. Yeah. Well, and if it, in the case it's a game for the Switch or some other Nintendo console, it never goes down in value. Yeah. There's, like, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, the original. Mm. I think that's still, like, £20, which is, yeah. like... A, a 500% increase on whichever COD came out like two years ago. Yeah, well, they, there's like um, Red Dead Redemption 2. That game's been out for years now, and it's still full price most everywhere you look. Although it, they did uh, have it like half off fairly recently in this big Steam sale. But it, Red Dead Redemption 2, I almost consider one of the newer games. It is on the PC. On the Xbox and the other consoles, I'm pretty sure it came out in 2019? Yeah. I Sorry, I consider that quite recent still. Oh, um, yeah. I think I, I, I bought it for the PS4. Yeah, um, I have it for the uh, the X-Bone. And the story was f- flipping good. Hmm. The multiplayer was absolute garbage, though. Well, yeah. I never really got into... A lot of people get into the GTA Online stuff. Not really yeah. a fan. Never was. I played it for a very long GTA Five on the PS3 for a very long time, but the moment it went to PC and I'd kind of switched off of consoles and onto PCs at that point, mm. it really didn't have the same machine to it on a PC that it does on a console. Well, one thing that... So I did beat GTA Five. I actually owned GTA Five on the Xbox 360, and I forgot right. about it completely. Until mm. one day I was like, oh, GTA 5. And I was looking through the Xbox One store and it was like on sale for like 20 bucks. I'll, I'll play this. I, and in my head, I'm like, I don't think I've ever really played this. I booted it up and I'm like, this is all really familiar. And I went over to my bookshelf and like covered in dust. There's the Xbox 360 case with the GTA 5. And I was like, I, I, I did play this game before. <laughs> yeah. Um, actually, Nintendo have just said that they're removing the Nintendo shop from the 3DS or whatever. Okay. And so all I've been seeing on Reddit is people saying, oh, they're removing the shop. We've got to buy all of the games really quickly. And there have been people just... If the Reddit posts are to be believed, people are spending so much fucking money on that right now. That's actually something I should... So I have a Nintendo 3DS... 
and it's a really nice one. It's one of the the black and red ones. Yeah, so yeah. my two favorite colors. I have but a blue one. It can't read cartridges anymore because I took it on a business trip and a bottle of shampoo exploded in my suitcase and Ooh. fucked up the cartridge slot. The the console still works. So I can download stuff to it and play anything that's installed on it, but it can't read any cartridges. I think you might have missed your opportunity, but I could be wrong. Mm. Uh, but anyway, there we go. Yeah, sorry, we're, we're going off on tangents about random video game stuff now. This is what we talk about a retro video game, and here we go down the rabbit hole. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that's going to be... Yeah let's, <laughs> yeah, let's end it off there. This is going to be the end of uh, segment one of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you'll hear us again momentarily for segment three. Welcome back to the TMCJ Podcast. We are on segment three, our wildcard segment. And this week, we're back to the quiz segment. An old favorite, at least of yeah, ours. it's been God knows how many uh, episodes since we've had one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the last one we did was... I don't I don't even think we did a Christmas one. So, it's been at least that long, but maybe long. Did longer. we not do a Christmas one? Maybe we did. Maybe that was the last one. In which case, it's been four months. That was the beginning of the time. That was just before the time when I started getting busy in real life. So yeah, and we had to switch this over to bi-weekly. But yeah, Blue has put together a quiz for me. Um, mm. Also, I don't know what I'm doing in editing, but presumably there are no face cams. Um, so yeah, enjoy whatever footage I put up instead yeah. of our beautiful mugs. Uh, this Candy Crush saga footage. <laughs> um, there is. Uh, there is a theme to this one because Kaiser has gleefully requested one, um, mm. and complete no one would have expected it. It's so out there for the kind of things that we talk about. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a retro game theme. Yeah. Woo! I mean, with the obsession I've had of like old video games lately, I've got an N sixty four sitting behind me. You know, I've been playing. True, old and games I have cheated somewhat for this particular quiz in that I've enlisted the help of. Uh, Mass and Nick about mm. a third of the way in to help me with the rest of them. Um, and I think a couple of them aren't uh, actually games, but they are pretty retro. So, works for me. Yes. Uh, right. Are you ready? I am prepared. Alright, are you going to jot down which ones you get correct? Oh, I should do that. Yep, I got my notebook. That would be a good idea. Uh, everyone at home, good luck. I don't think there are any questions in this that are specific to myself or Kaiser. So it's a fair game, but you do have to know an awful lot about old games and obscure knowledge oh, about boy. them. This will be interesting. Yes, I expect you to get a th four questions right. Oh, God. How many are there? <laughs> <laughs> 15. There are 15 questions, like usual. Okay, alright, let's 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 go for it. I'm ready. Okay. Question number one. Do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> How many stages are there in Pac-Man to the nearest ten? Oh. I thought they went on forever. No, they do not go on forever. There is a limit. 99. That seems about right. That's your guess? That's my guess. Okay. The answer to how many stages there are in Pac-Man, there are 256 stages. Oh, I 
God, I knew it had to be some kind of a hardware limitation. Why? So in in coding, um, so especially in like a lot of old games, the whole reason that you know Gandhi went nuclear in the original Civilization is because his uh, pacifism score was set to one. So when he researched mm. democracy and got more pacifist, it, it went, went to, to top, yeah. it went down to two and went to the top, which was two hundred and fifty six. Is two hundred fifty? Is that a specific number? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It it has to do with uh, the way that like the the actual programming language works. I, I don't I know see. the exact reason, but. Gotcha. Okay, you've got one already. Okay, uh, how many rings of power were forged by Sauron in the Lord of the Rings? Or for I was, Sauron, I should say. I was just watching Fellowship of the Ring, like, yesterday. Um, mm. Alright, so there's nine for the humans, yep. three for the elves, seven for the dwarves, so that's sixteen... 19. There's one to control them all, so that's 20. There were more in the books, I think. But in the movies, they only talk about 20. So I'm going to say 20. I am going to give you a bonus point, because not only did you get the correct answer, but you also got the right divisions between the uh, races. Holy fuck. Yes, one in Mount Doom. I I am lucky that, like, uh, (laughs) yesterday, I... uh, after work, I was I, I was feeling a bit tired. Laid down, watched like the first twenty or thirty minutes of Lord of the Rings. Holy shit! Bam. Question number three. Okay. Describe three. Uh, describe three of the bosses from the PS One version of Space Invaders. That Space Invaders nineteen ninety nine, I believe it's called. Also on PC, I believe. Oh God. I need to describe three of the bro- bosses. Fuck. I knew someone that owned this game. I did not. Uh, I did. Oh, God. Um, let's see. I'm going to say one of them is like a classic silver UFO looking thing. Um, nope. Man, damn. Uh, a giant mechanical thing with claw tentacle arms. Uh, I'm going to need to be a little bit more specific than that. <laughs> uh with a little dude controlling it. Uh, no. Damn. I was, I was. 20 seconds. I pulled that one completely out of my ass, by the way. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna just. I give up. I, I, okay. I don't remember any of them. Alrighty, so there was a. Uh, one that kind of like a boxing glove that would smash the ground. Okay. There was one that kind of like a ladybug and would shower, like, electric down on the field. Okay. There was a blue crab, uh, a big rotating disc, a robot that looked a lot like the Mario Rob robot. Okay. Uh, which fired rockets. Uh, there were three cubes which fired laser beams. There mm-hmm. was a metal snake, and there was finally the shadow, or the cardboard cutout, as I like to call it, for the final boss. Gotcha. There was also apparently a, like a extra boss, which was like an original Space Invader. For, for two blind guesses, I was remarkably close to two of them. Yeah, you always had the missile robot, and... I did say, like, a flying UFO disc, so... Uh, the rotating disc, when I, it wasn't like a UFO, I mean, like, it went into the Earth in, like, a, mm. a rainbow above the character and shot, like, down and, like... It is... It, it's not a UFO. Okay. Uh, okay. Perfect. 
What's your uh did, did you ever play Luigi's Mansion? Yes. Okay, what was the name of Luigi's ghost catching machine in Luigi's Mansion? Ghosts suck. No, I um it's Oh, it had some kind of a name that had like a it's big a... number on the end of it too that was like Yeah. Um It's a punny name. Oh god. It was like the the Poltergust 2000 or something like that. Um I'm gonna stop the clock here. Okay. I'm gonna give you the point, because I didn't even think you'd get that. It was the Poltergust. 5,000. Ah! I'm so close. Alright, so I get the I'm point. I'm gonna give you the point. That's that's impressive, honestly. I felt like I felt you were getting a lot fewer of these questions, and you're already surprising me, so well done. I uh, have a remarkably good memory when it comes to, like, video games. Well, you better get this next one right. Okay. I, now that I've just said that... What? Sorry, who guards the Kokiri oh, sorry, hold on. Forest? My headset cut out for just a sec. Oh, you back? Give give it a second. This always happens. Okay. All right, I can I can hear you again. Go on. Who guards the Kokiri Forest at the beginning of Ocarina of Time? Oh, his name starts with an M. Um, I always skip all his dialogue because he's such a douchebag. Just played this game. I know, but I hate him. Um. <laughs> I want to say it's like, it's either like Milo or Mido or something like that. I'm gonna need a final answer. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Milo. Okay. Who guards the Kakiri Forest at the beginning of Ocarina of Time? Mido. It was Mido. Fuck. You didn't go with Mido. You I don't know. get the point. I know. I know. But I, I just. <laughs> At least I did remember it. I just you I second guessed myself and went with a more like, normal. Yeah, yeah. Would you like? I'm gonna go with, and I was like, oh god, god, god. That close. Uh, holy shit! Uh, right, question number six. When was the original Mario Kart released? I will accept the European or the American Japan release date. Original Mario Kart. On the year, by the way, not anything more precise than that. Yeah, was it for the Super Nintendo? I'm gonna say it was released in. Let's go with 1989. Okay, stop the clock. It was originally released in Japan and America in 1992. And then in Europe in 93. I was going to say 91, but even that would have been too early. Mm. What was it released uh, on, incidentally? Because I was trying to guess around the uh, Super Nintendo, but it, it could have been uh, N64. I can't it, was, it was Super Mario Kart, I think it was. Uh, oh, well, then it probably was Super Nintendo. It was... Actually, hold on, it would have had to be Super Nintendo, because the N64 didn't come out until 95. For the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Gotcha. Damn. Boom. Okie dokie, question number seven. What was Mega Man's dog called? Oh, crap. I thought you were going to ask no, what Mega Man was called. that was not the name. That was not the name. Okay, just give me a second. <laughs> I thought it was going to be... I think his name was like Rocket. Um, That's a but, raccoon. <laughs> God damn it. But... Because they, they all were, they were named after, so it was, it was Rock and Roll. Mega Man's name was Rockman in Japan. I thought you were going to ask that, because that would have been, I would have got that one. Mm. 
I'm gonna say his name was Jet. Jet. I think it was it was like answer. Rocket or Jet or something. I'm gonna say Jet. Okay, seven o'clock. Dog was Rush, the Rush. robotic dog. I knew it was like something fast, like ah, oh, I was closer with Rocket. You did again. Holy shit! Like you got closer than I expected. When when I was asking. Because I asked some of these to, like, Mass and stuff as well. Mm. And I think they got his girlfriend's name instead. Yeah, her name's Roll. Something. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, and <laughs> a bit rude calling him the dog, but okay. <laughs> the reason for that, though, is because in Japan, he was called Rockman. So there was Rock and Roll. Yeah. He's Rock Lee in the future. <laughs> he actually looks like him. Yeah, I mean, the face is pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, right, okay, question number eight. And this is going to be a, um... You're going to have to be fast on this one, because you've only got one minute. Okay. Name ten characters from the Super Smash Bros. series. Go. Uh, Mario, Luigi, uh, Dr. Mario, Link, um, Princess Peach, Princess Zelda, Ganondorf, Mewtwo, Lucario, Pikachu. Boom. Boom. Fucking nailed that shit. I was trying to find Dr. Mario to check that, but it is in there. Yeah, he, uh, he showed up in Super Smash Melee, I think. And he went with Mewtwo, one of the quite recent ones. Yeah, um, I played... Mewtwo is... I, I liked playing him in Melee. Yeah, also apparently Banjo-Kazooie is in it now. Yeah, they've added a bunch of stuff to the new one. I haven't played That's it in a some while. some weird stuff. Well done, holy shit. Uh, okay. Uh, well... This was meant to be an easy one, because I felt like the other ones were a bit too fucking hard. But anyway. <laughs> what is the alternate name of Eggman? Dr. Robotnik. Fucking bad. I didn't even start the timer, because I didn't no. think I'd need it. Got, Boom. Got that one. Boom. Alright, I'm actually... there. There's my four correct answers. So, yeah. I've, I've tied well, your estimation. The next two are going to kick you in the nuts. Oh boy. Uh, wait, you've only got four right? I've got four right so far, you're at five. No, that can't I, be right. It's because there were a couple that I, like, m I got very close on the Rush one, I got, I switched to Milo instead of Mido, even though I you had the right answer. You got two points on one. Did I? Yeah, on the very first one, because you got, um, you did the oh. elves, dwarves, and men. Because I wasn't even expecting you I to say I didn't that. write down my bonus point. I, I wasn't giving myself enough credit. Alright, it's five to five. I think I, I think I should take away a point from you for that. <laughs> what, because I'm humble? <laughs> uh, right, it's five to four, I think you mean. No, it is five to five. Five to five, the, yeah, bonus point bonus point, yeah. Okay. Question number ten. What was the maiden that Mario rescues in the original Donkey Kong? Oh, oh, God, it was like Lucy or something like that. Because um, it wasn't Peach. It, she had like some generic white person name. Uh, I, I'm going to go with we my first instinct. We apologize for any people with this thing. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with my first instinct and say it was Lucy. Okay, stopping the clock. It is Pauline. Pauline. But you're right, it does absolutely sound... <laughs> hey, and no no, you know, no offense to any Paulines out there, my grandmother's no. name was Pauline, like, you know, and she was a wonderful woman, so... Uh, and she actually made a reoccurrence in uh, Odyssey. Did you play that? Mm-hmm. In, um, in the New York level. Yeah, New uh, Donk City. She was City. the singer. The, oh, the red-dressed okay. singer. Yep, 
I know who you're talking about. There you go. Uh, right, question number 11. In Doom, why was the Doom guy dishonorably discharged from the Marine Corps? It's going to be something like, you know, he was overly aggressive or something like that. I thought you were going to ask from, like, the new one where, like, he he joined, like, the Space Jesus Marines. Um, nope, it's retro for a reason. Okay, um, I'm going to say he was dishonorably discharged for striking a superior officer. Bam, assaulting a commanding officer. Boom. That was that was purely a guess based on... It's his kind of thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, now for a, one that you'll certainly enjoy. Mm. Uh, how many starships were needed in the Yu-Gi-Oh! TV series to get to Pegasus's castle? Oh, it was either 10 or 20. Um, fuck, was it 10 or 20? I'm afraid I only can accept I, one answer. I know, I know, it was one or the other. I'm gonna say 10. you gonna say 10? Are you yeah. sure? You try to fuck with me here? <laughs> Is that ten. your final answer? Fuck it. I'm going with my first instinct. Ten. Correct. Yes. <laughs> yes, I was trying to fuck with you. Oh my god. Because <laughs> I, I was picture trying to picture the bracelets in my head. But one of the things mm. that was throwing me off was there were these hunter dudes that had the double-sized ones on the yeah. island. And those had yeah. 20 in them. Uh, right. Question number 13. Yep. How many copies of a card can you have in a standard Magic the Gathering deck? Four. Not including lands. Four. Are you sure? Yep. Boom. He knows his Magic the Gathering. I should have gone with the harder... Uh, Nick was giving me Magic the Gathering questions. I was like, nah, that other one sounds too tough. I'll give him this one. <laughs> uh, I, you could have gone with Yu-Gi-Oh! In that game, it's three. True. Uh, okay, so, getting pretty close now. Two questions left, okay? And we're bringing it, we're bringing the tone down for the second to last one, alright? Okay. I expect a very respectful answer, okay? Alright, I'll try. Not that <laughs> right. good at that. The Pokemon Tower, where dead Pokemon are laid to rest, is located in which town? I want to say... A uh, lavender town. I will say Mass and Nick both got this question correct. Are you sure you want to say lavender? I am town? still saying lavender town. The answer is lavender town. Ooh. Holy crap! You've got so many questions right. This is worrying. I thought this was going to be way too hard for you. How, what's the what's the scores on the doors? Currently, including the bonus point. You yep. are at six, and I am at nine. Bam. Okay, we are currently, the, the score is literally 69. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for making us aware of this fact. I really wanted to, to take points off of you now. <laughs> okay, the final question. Question number 15. Yeah. In the original Fallout, which vault do you start in? Ah, uh, me pontificate for a second. It is Vault 13. And what, for bonus point, was the experiment? 
it was oh god it was supposed to be for like um it was something to do with like having an absolute authority figure or was that fallout 3 They were either supposed to live in complete isolation or to have... 15 seconds. <sighs> 10. I'm going to say it was uh, adherence to an absolute authority figure. Stopping the clock. The original Fallout, which vault do you start in? You start in Vault 13. Hmm. And the experiment that was undergone was prolonged isolation. Damn it! There was another one. I had the right answer, but I went with the other you one. You did. You did. Um, and the experiment failed when the water chip broke, so they couldn't get pure water anymore. Yeah. Fun fact, um, in Fallout 2, I believe it is, you can find, like, you go to, um, like, Vault-Tec headquarters or something like that, and you can find a manifest that says that Vault 13 was supposed to receive a crate full of water chips, but mm. they got a different crate by accident, and so this other vault that didn't need them has a crate of useless water chips. Oh. <laughs> and it was it was literally like the whole plot of that is because they they had a, a clerical error when they were shipping yeah. out the parts for the vault. Holy shit! Um, yeah, no, ironic that you would mention sixty nine before that because we were talking about Vault sixty nine, me and Mass. Mm. Um, is that the and one vault that ninety six had... as well? Is that the one that had, like, the thousand men and one woman, or... Yep. Yeah. And then Vault 96, I think, was that. And then Vault 69 was... The other a way thousand around. women and one man. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah holy shit. That was got to be the best you've ever done. 10 out of 16. No, 10 out of 17. Yeah. This is the bonus point. Yeah, for the, if we include the bonus, yeah. Um, Nine questions correct. Crap. Yeah, I, I'm... I'm <laughs> my ratio Buzzing. is normally a lot worse than that. Mm. Um, so since we have a little bit of time left, the quiz finished a bit early, um, I do want to, because, you know, peek behind the curtains here, we're recording segment three on a different day than we recorded segment one, yeah. and there has already been an update to something that we talked about in segment one. Is this one. about Twitter? Yes, it is. <laughs> Fucking, literally the day after we recorded segment one, Elon Musk made an offer to buy Twitter for uh 41 something million dollars but basically he was willing to pay 54 dollars and 20 cents a share which the eagle-eyed person will notice that's five 420 is what he offered to buy the company for it as of today at least there has not been a response yet they're considering it um it's a very generous offer because i think it's been twitter share price has been valued at around 30 to 40 dollars so he's significantly overpaying for it mm. um but i just find they, should, it... they should just add like three dollar 60 on the end just to fully complete the deal wait wait what Four twenty three sixty. oh yeah or four twenty sixty nine. Hmm. Uh, no, I don't think Twitter would do that. <laughs> no. They don't have as much of a sense of humor. Yeah. Or at least uh, not that sense of humor. But yeah, no, it just I think I wanted to make that update because by the time this goes out, you know, the information in segment one will be wrong. Well, not wrong, yeah. but incomplete. 
Well, maybe maybe we're going to go back to Twitter then if it starts actually getting good. If Elon Musk owned Twitter, I think I probably would make an... I, right now, I have no social media accounts, but I think I'd, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd use it every make now an and again. for him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Mm. But yeah. Oh, hang on. Oh, what you got? No, 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 go on. Go on, go on, go on. Go on. But yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much been it. Um, yeah, that, that's been updated since then. Uh, oh, God, what was I going to... Something I was just... Oh, um, something to that'll probably be coming up in a, a future episode at some point. Uh, I've been listening to an audiobook that Blue has been recommending me for a while. Yep. Uh, one of his favorite dystopian novels, uh, mm. Blind Faith by Ben Elton. And, it's so uh, fucked up. It is very fucked up. It's basically 1984, but with the knowledge of social media. Like, that's... In fact, they actually mention 1984 in the do, book. They do, yeah. As an homage. Yeah. Um, uh, but I was saying to Blue before <laughs> the podcast, um, so that might be a, a future segment three, or maybe it'll be its own video where we discuss the novel. Um, yeah. But as a little preview of that, one thing that is making it difficult for me to listen to it in long stretches is, especially on audiobook, because I'm listening to an audiobook, uh, mm. is the way the characters yeah the way the characters talk so a most of the people in this novel are disgusting either physically or mentally <laughs> or both um yeah. and they are very descriptive about how disgusting these people are and then on top of that let's not give away too much just no, no, like know the again <laughs> a little sneak preview here like okay. just and the other thing that's making it hard for me to listen to is all of the characters talk in this very childish way using very very silly childish slang and stuff like that mm. but they're talking about very explicit things and it just makes my skin crawl like just yeah. it sounds weird and perverse um so if you'd like to actually read the book before we discuss it, you've got about a week or so, probably. Yeah, yeah I'm about, uh, I think I'm about halfway through the novel right now. If, if you don't want us to ruin it, or, or, you know, just skip over it until you have read it, I guess. Yeah. But um, it's one of, like Kaiser said, it's my favorite dystopian uh, horror book. It's not horror, it's not horror, I wouldn't say. No. Um, it's just... Uh, it's it's a it's a look at a very fucked up society, and it's just very interesting the way that they've kind of almost bent the rules of of life a little bit. They haven't because it's just policies and things that are different and mm -hmm. the way that people think. But yeah, and you'll start seeing things in everyday life where you're like, this reminds me of something that. from the book, and that. Uh, upsets me. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh god. That's all we'll say regarding that. Yeah. Uh, did I talk about? Go on. No, no, no. Say what you're gonna say. I was gonna say what. What did we talk about in segment one? Because I I had more things I had to talk about. But I don't know what, if I mentioned them already. Um, we talked about the Twitter thing. You talk. Oh, I talked about the Legend of Zelda that we've been playing, or that mm. I've been playing. Uh. You oh, Model Villages. That's what it... Oh, that, that yeah, you didn't talk about that on the podcast. Yeah, so apparently not a thing in America. Uh, in England, or a few places in the UK alone, 
Mm. Oh, and like the Czech Republic for some reason. Yeah, yeah, we, we went through a list. There's a bunch of random countries. And New Zealand. Uh, there is such thing as uh, model villages or model towns where people make a scale representative representation of a village or town. Mm. But like, you are like, let's say five times bigger, taller than the buildings. So it's not like a, a model, like a... a uh, a collector's thing where it's in someone's house it's outdoors it's made of brick um but they're like these tiny houses and you can walk down the streets uh and peer in the tiny windows and it would that's be what to see. really really tempting to stomp around one of those things going fee fi fo exactly fum. i think a lot of people do uh <laughs> particularly the kids and uh yeah, we went to one, and oh my god, the church in it, because they represent the church as well, and you could stick your head inside the church mm. from, like, they took out the, the big window at one end, so you could, like, I mean, I, I certainly you, could, you could fit just, in. Like, you're not meant to step in, but... You could imagine uh, your god, just shove your face in the church. Exactly. Um, there's all these little people in the church, like, playing music and stuff. Uh, it was really cool. Uh, yeah, because I was kind of having like, um, we were doing touristy things, yeah. uh, me, me and E, uh, and then they, they had a, I think it was cool, I can't remember what it was called, but it was like a, a, a room full of, uh, the kind of building blocks and things that were there before Lego was invented. Hmm. So, really old children's guys- toys. Do you guys have Lincoln Logs in the UK? We've talked about this before. I can't remember what they are. Are they like Yule Logs? They're not Yule Logs. No, no, no. They're, they're like little... They're basically, again, kind of a Lego thing. But they're logs that have these little like slots carved into the ends so you can make like log cabins and buildings and walls and stuff out of them. Oh, I don't think we have. Yeah, I've definitely can... heard of Lincoln Logs, though. But yeah. I don't know what they were. Yeah, they're, they're just when you we were talking about stuff before Lego, it, it, my mm. mind popped to Lincoln. Like, I think I still have a set at home. Like, it's up in the attic somewhere. I want to get those and build something again. Yeah, and there was a, a massive, uh, like railway set, but it was like a full diorama of a, a, a city, not from England. I don't think it's a real one. It had like a windmill and stuff, and it had um, sensors above like a, a panel. Where if you put your hand over it, it would like turn on the lights in the town, or move the windmill round, or have a little like escalator move. Very cool. Me and E were standing there admiring it, just checking out one button at a time. And then this very annoying child (laughs) (laughs) enters the room and starts fucking jamming his hands like he's trying to karate chop ghosts. Uh, over the panels and just not appreciating it at all and I was like, ah, I'm old now. (laughs) It is interesting that all in this one location you can pretend you're the giant from Jack and the Beanstalk, Mm. you can pretend you're God, and you can pretend you're a Jedi. Yeah. A Jedi God, because you're also huge compared to the city. Uh, Alright. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, it's really cool. I'd love to go to a place like that. And when you said mm, model they have village, mini golf as well. I, you know what? When you sent me the picture of it, that was my first thought. It's like it looks like a mini golf course. Oh, what the mustard? What? 
Did I send you a picture of it? You sent me a picture picture of... Well, you sent me a picture of the... Yeah, I thought you sent me a picture of it. Did you? Did I? I... I, I Did me? (laughs) Um, Maybe you didn't. Maybe you just told me about it and I looked it up. Oh, oh, you could have done. Um, But yeah, (laughs) there there was a little crazy gulf area as well. And, oh, God, we were... Okay, great time. Hmm. We were on, like, hole five or six or something, and apparently we weren't going fast enough. And the annoying kid and his parents and his brother were, like, started the game after we did, and they caught up to us. Mm. It was Alicia's turn to... Because what we were doing was we'd take one at a time on the hole, and then we'd count shots and move to the next one. Yeah. Alicia was halfway through that hole... And then these two kids come running over, put their balls on the green, on the little crazy golf, and start hitting their balls and, like, jumping on the green, which moved her ball and was getting just pushed out of the way. I was livid. Control your children, sir. If there is someone on the golf course already, and we're not talking, like, a massive open field, we mean, like, a two or three metres long with a fancy, interesting building in the middle for you to go through. I have an idea. Like, obviously, temptation. There, there are people out there who have their shitty kids. They throw tantrums in grocery stores and stuff like that. They do shit like that. You know, they're obnoxious to other people. Mm. The kid obviously needs, you know, some form of discipline in its life. But you don't want to hit another person's kid. I think if the parent can't control oh, the kid. No, 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 no. Listen to me. <laughs> I think if the parent can't control the kid, you should be allowed to hit the parent. <laughs> I like your way of thinking. See, like so, it incentivizes the parent to control the fucking kid. Otherwise, they're gonna get slapped. Oh my god! That. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, then, and to prove I'm not a complete misery gut, um, a little girl and her like gran hmm. started playing after that, and they were lovely. And when they actually caught up to us, because again, we are slow. Hmm. Um, they waited for us, and we finished our whole. And we said thank you, and then moved on. Love that. Yeah. Really good. Big difference between, you know, shitty kid, good kid. Yeah. And again, I don't really blame the kid. I blame the parents in the long run, but... Oh, yeah. No, no. If the, if the kid's acting like that, in general, it's the parents' fault. Hmm. I like to think I was more of a chilled, calmed out, calmed down kid yeah. when I was young. Don't know about you. I was. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you're responsible, but I don't know how chaotic you were at the same time. <laughs> I mean, I, I, from what I've, I've heard, I definitely had a lot of energy as a child, but yeah, it was more fo- like uh, focused into being a bit of a chatterbox. Oh, I was not. I was uh, when my brother was like, "Ah, oh, I want to go to this place and see these shops and stuff." I was the guy that was like, "If you're going to a shop." You should be going there to buy something. <laughs> you do not do window shopping. <laughs> do not drag me out of the house and away from Digimon World to <laughs> look round a fucking shop. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was me, I'm afraid. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I was... I didn't necessarily like, you know, going out um, shopping and doing stuff like that. But I did, like... When I was, like, outside, I was the kind of kid that would just, like, run around and run around and run around. But I, oh, I, yeah. I tended to be very well-behaved in public. I don't think I ever... I mean, that I can remember and that my parents have ever told me about. I don't think I ever, like, was a kid to, like, throw a tantrum in public or something like that. No. I might I, I might have done that at home, like, if uh, I got into a fight with my parents, but... 
Yeah. It was, I'm sure know. if I asked, they would come up with one, but I don't remember one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure there, there's definitely been a time that I did something like that, but it was not a routine thing if it was, and it's definitely not something that stayed in my memory. Yeah. So what we're saying is we're little angels. Yeah. And we were good kids. All all of the kids were shit. <laughs> we win. Yep. There you and, go. And on that note, <laughs> this is going to be the end of episode 84 of the TMCJ podcast. Oh. Uh, my most successful... Guys, like, how, how many shit kids out of 10 do you give your childhood? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait. I don't know how to rate this. <laughs> I, I quite liked my childhood. <laughs> so... Eight, nine, something. Oh like that. wow, that's a lot of shit, kids. <laughs> I, I had I had quite a good childhood, I think. <laughs> I, oh. All right, yeah. End of episode eighty-four of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you will hear us again in two weeks for episode eighty-five. <laughs>